Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast. What is up there, hikers? You are listening to the podcast that gets to know the hikers behind the trekking poles, the podcast that demystifies hiking, the the podcast that asks the hiker, how has hiking changed you? And how are you in turn changing the world around you? The podcast that hopes to make you a better hiker, whether you're a triple crowner or you've just walked down the street, whatever it is. My name's Andy. You're listening to the season two finale of the hiker podcast and i am blown away because not only is this the season two finale this is the one year anniversary of the hiker podcast the hiker podcast dropped for the first time the first week of july 2020 remember 2020 what a great year that was no not at all it was it was a horrible year what do you do anyways guys this is just a a season two episode of of just thanking you and answering your questions and and shouting out sponsors and friends and and fellow fellow hikers and just yes i i'm blown away so many of you know that i just started hiking two years ago now i started this podcast a year ago and my life has been changed because of it i have all of you to thank and I have every listener, every sponsor, every Patreon, every person who shared a post or gave me some sort of encouragement, every guest who's been on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You all are awesome. The sponsors. I mean, the first sponsor we ever had, Sawyer. Sawyer. I, we were like three episodes in and Sawyer decided to sponsor us. Sawyer. You know, it's Sawyer. The bug spray. The, 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 the Picardian, the, the filters, the filters that we all love to use. Some people use Catadine. I get it. And not only have they sponsored us, they've continued to encourage me and the show. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to work with them again soon. Sawyer has been amazing. And, and Bear Vault sponsored some episodes and they have just been so cool. And then we have Canuck Outdoors, makers of the amazing carbon fiber cork trekking poles which are handmade in portland oregon handmade in the land of the free and the home of the brave portland oregon <laughs> oh portland i i i don't talk about this a lot but i i went to school there for my first bachelor's degree i lived here in southern oregon would drive up once a week it's like a second home to me i love portland so much um and they they make the the trekking poles there in portland it's a portland owned company it's just an amazing place. And Kanaka Outdoors has been so great to me. Thank you so much to Kanak for being so amazing, so cool. I mean, if you if you if you have you if you you hike, you've probably seen their stuff. You've likely seen the um, the water bags and the water bottles. I mean, it's just they they they've kind of become entrenched in the hiking culture around us and i i'm blown away by their kindness to me i can go on and on i mean gilad mika nakmani um owners and founders 
not only make amazing products that are built to last, but they also uh, take care of their employees. And they, 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 they run a company that's just absolutely amazing. CSNs and Coffee, my other amazing sponsor who is also sponsoring this episode as well with Kanaka Doors. Another amazing company, Monica and Ian. Thank you so much for everything you've done for me. Um, they were on the show last week. They were our latest guests. And they are they, they really, like Kanak Outdoors, want to make a product that serves the outdoor and hiking community, but also doesn't leave um, a carbon footprint. A footprint doesn't leave behind waste. And so that's why I'm so just excited to be working with them and so excited that they want to work with me and I'm, with, with CS Instant Coffee particularly we're, we're working on something big 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 for season 3 which we'll announce when season 3 drops on July 27th mark your calendars yes there'll be a little bit of a break um, taking the next few weeks I'm doing recording I'm not like taking a break um, I'm taking a break from releasing episodes <laughs> I'm doing a bunch of recording in the next three weeks so um I encourage you. I thought maybe I could re-release some episodes. Well, why would I re-release some episodes and give myself more work? There are how many stinking episodes? Okay, let's let's look here. Jeez, gosh, there's so many episodes. So there's 22 in the first season, and um, let's see here. I'll go first 22 in the first season 24 this is number 25 so whatever 25 plus 22 is that's 47 47 episodes you can listen to you can go back listen to your favorites during this little break you'll be fine i guarantee it you'll be cool it'll all be good we'll be back um i'm excited for this season three um uh, we got some some big guests coming on the show i'm super excited to have on i can't believe they're coming on um also working on some new formats um of, of, of the show not just the interviews but having some past guests come on and and co-host with me and we talk about a particular subject in the hiking and outdoor community whether it be environmentalism or um uh, you know public lands or you know whatever it is we, we, we talk about the subject someone who's very um familiar with that subject and we just have a, familiar with that subject and we have a discussion and um just to mix things up a little bit and uh, I'm, I'm very thankful also to the patreons and the patreons thank you you have been so cool uh it's sharon shenanigans elizabeth maggie ava annette renee chad alistair stephanie Mike, Danielle, Cade, Daniel, Danielle L, Ren, Jacob, Tommy, and Deb. You all are awesome. Patreon is a great way to support the show. I got a box full of rewards I'm going to send out here uh, tomorrow to my Patreons. And it's a great way to support the show. And, uh, you know, if you, if, you, if you want to just help me be able to put more time into this. It's, it's a great way to do it, but there's no obligation. And I'm just, I, I'm blown away that there are 20 people out there who want to give me a little bit of their money each week to help make this show better, more sustainable. Um, so I'm not having to take so much time away from my family to do it because what happens is I, if you don't know, I'm a freelancer. I work in freelance film, photography, audio work. I do some writing and I love it. I love doing it. Um, but when I, my passion right now is the show in hiking and 
when I, I get to spend more time doing this, I don't have to take as much other work. So this can be my work. And so I'm so grateful that people and, and companies want to sponsor me and, and help me do this. And it's been, it's been really, really cool. Um, you know, that $3 a month, $5 a month, however much, whatever Patreon level you're at, it really helps out. And so I just want to shout you all out and thank you so much for being so cool to me and my family and this show. And for all of you who listen, who send me, I mean, I got two emails just in the last hour, people just saying, Hey, I love the show. Thank you so much for doing this. And it's just, it's like, wow, when people say nice things about you, it just makes you feel good. Um, all the people who requested stickers and I've got a, I got a backlog of stickers. I, I, I ran out, <laughs> I ran out of stickers. I gave them all to my favorite outdoor shop, the amazing outfitter in Ashland, Oregon. That's right. Ashland mountain provisions. They're amazing. All my PCT hikers who are out there right now, when you take your zero day in Ashland, which you got to take a zero day in Ashland, plenty of places you can go, go to scout, get some, get a brew, get some good grub, food, awesome atmosphere, hang out with your park, lie down, get some more fuel canisters, maybe a few meals, switch out your, switch out your pack, wherever at Ashland mountain provisions. Pretty awesome. Yep. 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 Anyways, I gave them a bunch of stickers and thinking I had more and lo and behold, I didn't. <laughs> so if you are in Ashland or coming through Ashland, there are stickers right now at Ashland mountain provisions. There's a lot of them. Um, and I'm totally down to give them to them because they, 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 they hooked me up a lot. Um, they're not a sponsor of the show, but because I shot them out, they helped me out. It's been, it's been a great relationship I've had with them. So also big thank you to Ashland mountain provisions for being so cool. If you are in Southern Oregon and you need gear, um, and you're in Ashland, they are a great, um, locally owned outfitter. And I would encourage you to check them out. Um, they, not only do they, they have what you need to get you on the trail, to keep you on the trail, PCT hikers. Um, they know the hiking community. They know the area. They know the people, they know who to talk to. They, they hike that section of the PCT from Syed Valley up to Crater Lake again and again and again. All the employees, they know the area. So I would encourage you to check them out. Ashland Mountain Provisions, thank you so much for being just a cool friend of the show and all the other friends of the shows who show who, you know, put their stickers up on their cars. Like I was camping, car camping the other day, and there was there was two different cars in the campground of like 40, I was camping with the kids. We just found a campground. We, we car camped. We did a little hiking around a, around a lake with a lake. And it was like, that's a hiker podcast sticker. And that's a hiker podcast sticker. And it's just been, it's been so cool. The show has just, I never would have thought it, it, it would be what it is. And it would continues to grow. And I have you all to think for it. I have you all who have believed in me and what I'm doing and my story and my journey. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you haven't figured out, there's not a guest this week. It's just me. I got a bunch of questions here from Instagram. I'm going to answer. Um, I'm talking a little bit about just what's going on next. I did just take my first backpacking trip ever. And I'm thinking what I'm going to do is maybe, um, get a co-host to do, to do this particular episode and talk about, my do's and don'ts of my first backpacking trip. And that'll be one of the episodes of season three. I was just going to talk about it here, but it was, it was a, it was a 15 mile section of the Pacific crest trail, um, near Brown mountain shelter. We stayed the night at Brown mountain shelter. Problem is the first day we did 13 miles in that lava rock is killer with my son, uh, Bobo. 
that's his trail name. And, uh, it was an amazing, it was that first day was tough, but it was an amazing time. And I learned a lot. Um, I learned that my pack wasn't cutting it and I had to switch to Gregory's new plus size packs, the 70 liter stout, probably more storage. It is more storage than I need, but the way it fits my shoulders and that 70 liter is actually lighter than the other backpacking one they have. But anyways, it's neither here nor there. Um, I've taken on a few, uh, shakedown hikes. It's amazing. Gotta get gear that fits you right. Gotta get gear that works for you. And er, gear is so personal that it's, it's, um, when I suggest something here on the show, or maybe there's a sponsor on the show, um, there, there's, there's some definitive statements I will make. I will definitively say CS instant coffee is the best instant coffee on the trail because I've tried them all. I've talked to other people who've tried them all, who've done blind taste tests. It is the best instant coffee on the trail. And it's better than most just regular bean coffees that you grind up at home. Bar none. So I can say that. Kanaka Outdoors is an amazing company. I have broken some of the what people consider to be the industry best trekking poles. I've tried to break Kanaka Outdoors trekking poles. I can't do it. They're that good. They're the, the, the carbon fiber they use on those trekking poles are the same ones that are on the Mars helicopter thingamabobber that's flying around Mars right now. It's that good. You know, those kind of things. I'll make definitive statements about those guys, but there might be sponsors on the show. You know, maybe it's a pack. Maybe it's a certain fuel. Maybe even a certain filter. Maybe you prefer Catadine over Sawyer. For whatever reasons, I know people who for certain terrains will use a Catadine filter and for other terrains will use a Sawyer and that's okay. Gear is extremely personal and I always want to make sure that's clear with whatever sponsors we have on the show. I encourage you to try them out, but if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. And that is okay. Even though CS Sense of Coffee is the best sense of coffee on the trail, you're not going to find a better trekking pole than Kanak Outdoors, carbon fiber, cork trekking poles. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so... We have here um, some questions. I'm going to answer some of these questions, and uh, we're going to get right to it. So I've got a lot of questions about hiking with kids, and um, I have a lot of parents, it seems like, following me now on Instagram and um, listening to the show. And they, they, they've, they've commented and noticed that I don't talk much about – I don't have an episode devoted to hiking with kids – a large part of that is because I look at my demographics and I, I see who's listening and I talk to people and I'm like, okay, I understand there's a lot of people who don't have kids who maybe don't want to have kids or, or aren't able to have kids. I, I, I get that. I understand that. So I don't want to alienate anyone, but there's still, I think a lot of us who grew up hiking maybe and have good, good fond memories of that. So I, I'm going to do an episode, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to do it, where I talk about hiking with kids, but at the same time make it entertaining and educational for people who are kidless and childless, and that's okay. And to be like, yeah, you know what, the hiking for human development and brain development is really good, and if it could do that much good for a kid, it could obviously do wonders for an adult. Or maybe you have a cousin or a nephew or whoever that maybe you want to take hiking or maybe you're a mentor for, you know, Boys and Girls Club, and you just – you. you Whatever. Um, but I've gotten a lot of questions about hiking with kids. And this first question it asks, I hike with kids. What types of gear do you have your kids use for day hikes? So kids and gear is difficult because the biggest issue you're going to have is you're going to spend, you, you don't want to get your, get your kids cheap gear because you get your kids cheap gear, they're going to get hurt. And by cheap, I mean not inexpensive. I mean like 
cheap. Like it's poorly made. It's going to fail. What I do, I do a few things. Um, a few things I do first off is Craigslist, Facebook marketplace, and REI garage sale. I'm all over those. None of my kids have gear with the exception of socks and like some, not even a whole lot of hiking clothing. Cause we, we, we get all those secondhand, um, socks are probably like the only thing we get all of it used, lightly used or returned at REI at their garage sale. Why? Because, you know, they're growing and you drop stinking a hundred dollars on a pair of hiking shoes and they have a growth spurt in two and a half months. They've outgrown them, even though they've only put 40, 50 miles on them, maybe. So my biggest encouragement with parents is to not drop a bunch of money on your kids for hiking. There's a few things you can buy new that will last. Um, trekking poles are one. Once you get one, that's a good size. Um, they, they can use those trekking poles for years and years and years and years and years without a problem. That's one in packs. You really don't cause your kids are going to grow. You don't know how they're going to grow. Um, that's really about it. As far as new stuff, uh, the socks and trekking poles and even my, my kids, I found, um, their trekking poles. All their trekking poles are either my old trekking poles. Cause I went through a lot of trekking poles to find the right ones that my old ones that I didn't break, <laughs> Um, or ones that I found at an REI garage sale and they work for them, but that's not, that's not to say that buying, if you, if you have, you know, uh, um, a, a coupon or something for REI or your, your local outfitters having a sale that investing into a good pair of trekking poles isn't a bad idea at all. Uh, also make sure your kids are going to want to use them too. A lot of people ask me about trekking poles. Should I use them? Should I not? I say either buy a pair of used ones or get some on, on a really easy hike, buy some of the cheap ones you find like a target and see how they work for you. And then invest in some, you know, expensive ones. The ones I have from Kanak outdoors, which by the way, if you use the link um, in the description and put in the uh, code hiker podcast, you get 10% off your trekking poles, new ones at Kanak outdoors. Those are an investment. I'm going to have those poles hopefully for the rest of my life. That is my goal with those poles. Whereas, you know, other poles, you pay, you pay less, you're going to get less out of them. So get, get some cheaper ones see or use ones, see if you like them, and then invest in some really good ones for kids. But yeah, it, it, shopping, my, my kids, like, they don't, like, I have brands I prefer to use. I prefer on certain kind of trails for my shoes, Hoka, or, you know, gosh, shoes are complicated for me. <laughs> Hoka or ultra depending on the terrain or even Merrill, depending on the terrain and season. But for clothing, it's almost always, 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 um, Columbia for me. I have Kanaka outdoors trekking poles. I have my Gregory pack. Those are things I prefer. Uh, my kids, it's just kind of, it's kind of Frankenstein. And as one thing outgrows one kid, it can be passed on to another. And then we've had packs where we've had three packs. Um, these camelback packs we got for my kids, um, two years ago that for it was just a camelback had a little storage thing they could put their lunch in there it was small they've outgrown them like they are all they were those those packs were for like six seven eight year olds they've all they've outgrown them and we sold them um on facebook marketplace so it's tough but i will say do the best you can to not buy buy new 
it's tough right now too because so many people bringing their family in the outdoors after COVID and there's this new just kind of revolution of, of in rediscovering and, and revelation of the benefits of being in the outdoors and, and outdoor industry and hiking that it's, sometimes it's hard to find the right gear. Um, but there are a lot of people selling stuff, trading stuff, REI garage sales right now. I don't know if they're still doing this with COVID, with COVID kind of wrapping up pandemic ending. They'll probably start doing the REI actual quarterly garage sales. I'd say probably, I don't know when, I have no idea when. Right now, a lot of REIs are doing this thing where they have a section of their store where they constantly have all this gear and they're, they're pumping it out um, where you can buy it at a very reduced price, which I've been doing. I go to REI once a week, go to the garage sale section, see if there's anything I need. If not, I might see something I like, a pair of socks. I have too many socks. But I, found it, I just found a new brand of sock, which I'll talk about next season, which I may be switching to. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, um, get the best you can use Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, um, some Facebook, there's some Facebook groups out there for trading gear. So yeah, do the best you can. Next question. How do I get over my fear of staying overnight? Um, on my recent backpacking trip, I kind of had a little bit of that because as far as backpacking goes, it's definitely different when you go and you car camp, you are taking your car, you're loading up your car, your truck, your SUV, your crossover, whatever it is with your stuff, you're setting up a tent or getting in your RV. Even, um, you have all your stuff there. If anything happens, you can throw it in the, in the vehicle. Um, and you're likely around several other, um, campers. Even if you're dispersed camping, you're dispersed, car, dispersed car camping in area. You usually get other people around you. So it's, it's not so not so vulnerable. And plus you have your car there. If, Weather gets too bad, you can jump in your car. If it gets too cold, you can start your car and, and, and turn the, and turn the heater on. When you're backpacking, everything you have is on your back. Everything you need is on your back. You may not have cell service. Um, you might have a Garmin GPS locator and messenger. I have the Garmin InReach, which I love, but uh, you can only message with it, and you may not have a, a plan to message back and forth with it. It may just be for emergencies only. Um, on my first backpacking trip, we hiked 13 miles in from Fish Lake to Brown Mountain Shelter. And we were 2.2 miles from anywhere. So essentially, to get out of the area, we had one of two options. If they're in an emergency, we use the SOS button on my Garmin inReach, and somebody will get there soon. There was a National Forest Service access road, but it was pretty rough near where we were. Or you hike out. So with hiking, backpacking, particularly staying overnight, you are particularly vulnerable. And I, I faced a little bit of that on my first trip. I didn't realize until at night um, where we were staying at Brown Mountain Shelter. Uh, we packed everything up. I did everything I was supposed to do, you know, watched all the videos. I, you know, I brought a bear can because at the time I was getting ready to go to the Tahoe Rim Trail. I needed to carry a bear can. As many of you know, my father had a heart attack a few weeks ago, and we won't be doing that Tahoe Rim Trail hike, unfortunately. But, so I put all the food um, and all the smelly stuff inside. I put it inside the bear canister. I put the bear canister inside the shelter because I wasn't sleeping in the shelter because the shelter has, I I didn't see any rats in the shelter. I saw tons and tons of squirrels. Uh, Apparently there are a lot of rats in there. Anyways, so we get get in there. We're the only ones there. I thought maybe this was early June. 
I thought maybe, maybe there would be some other PCT hikers there. We ran into two other PCT hikers. It was it was still pretty early in the season for the PCT for hikers. You, know, you had some maybe ones that were starting late, or maybe it's just some ones who were booking it through who made it there uh, that we saw. And I, I like that place too because it had a water pump because water source was also a huge water sources of water were also a huge issue. It's a huge issue now for Southern Oregon on the PCT. Um, and so I get, I get there and, um, you know, we set up camp, we, we have dinner, we, we put everything away. What's nice about that shelter has a picnic table, has a water pump, our tent set up and we get ready to go to sleep. My son is exhausted. He just hiked 13 miles. That's the longest he's ever hiked in a single day. It's the longest I've ever hiked in a single day. The longest hike before that was 12 miles. So, um, go, we set up, go to sleep. Um, and I, I hear something outside. But I hear a lot of something outside. And then I open up our tent just to kind of peek out and see what it is. There's jackrabbits everywhere. Everywhere. Coming around our tent. They're hearing us. And so what I did, because I was, I was, it was, I, I don't know. I thought maybe there'd be some attack of the bunny rabbits or something. Um, I, I don't suggest doing this if you're ever camping in an area where <laughs> there are other people. Um, I had my anchor, you know, three um, thirty thousand milliamp battery with me. I plugged in my phone. I had a Spotify pl- a few, but few different Spotify playlists downloaded on my phone, and I played um, my Calm Nighttime one just to get something going to, to scare away. I was so afraid of all these bunny rabbits being around, all these all these jackrabbits, and then a cougar knowing they're there and coming out into our camp, even though we've done everything right to get one of these jackrabbits. It was it scared the crap out of me. And this is thoughts that are coming to my head as I'm trying to sleep. Now, luckily though, I took uh, ibuprofen and um, melatonin and Benadryl. So I ended up falling asleep. Um, I woke up, the music was still going. It was, you know, it's like a freaking eight hour playlist I have on there of nighttime music. But yeah, how do you get over that fear? For me, you just do it. Um, other ways I would suggest is go with somebody who's done it before. And lean on their expertise, lean on their confidence, let them be brave for you. Um, do all the research, but still, there's there's going to be a bit, a bit of a fear for your first backpacking trip. Um, am I bringing too much? Am I bringing too little? Am I going to run out of water? Am I going to run out of food? Am I going to be able to communicate? What happens in an emergency? All those things are in your mind. Um, I can't wait for my second one, which will be in a few weeks here. But it's it's definitely it's it's nerve wracking. It's tough. I get it. So. How do you get over the fear? You just do it and you do everything you can to prepare. Uh, I learned a lot in this first one about what not to bring and how to really bring my weight down because not, not only did I have a pack that wasn't really great for me and my body type, I brought too much stuff because, you know, you pack your fears. So you worry, well, what if we this, what, what if we do that? I made a list of everything I didn't use and probably wouldn't use. Packed way too much food. In fact, I, I left, a, there's a hiker box that's locked up inside the shelter. I left a bunch of we had to hike two and a half miles out. I left a bunch of that in a note saying, all right, hikers, here you go. Into the hiker box. It's locked up. It's sealed. It's fine. I've also put it in plastic bags. Uh, I actually had some hikers contact me and say, thank you so much for the bars. Um, so, yeah, just do it. Just do it. All right. Next question. What shoes do you recommend for camping and hiking? The ones that work for you. Um, for I'm really on Hoka 1-1s right now. I love Hoka 1-1. They've been... It's really working for me. Other shoes, um, on my backpacking trip, I use my Alter, 
ultra ultra um, Lone Peak 4.5s. Those were great for that. I, I wouldn't have wanted to use my Hoka's on my backpacking trip because so much of the backpacking trip was on lava rock. Of the 13 miles that we hiked, I would say six or seven of it was hiking on actual lava rock, which was just murder on my feet. And the Hoka 1-1s are a little bit wobbly for that. And I just, I felt like the the Lone Peaks were just a little bit better for what I needed for that particular trail. So know your trail, find different shoes. Again, REI Garage Sales, great way to find different shoes that are lightly used. And um, find out what works for you without spending all of the money. Uh, it's, it's tough. Um, the, the particular shoe I use right now is the Hoka 1-1 Challenger ATR Trail Runner. That is ATR 5 Trail Runner. Um, it's, been, it's a great shoe. I just got a second pair because it was on sale at REI. I know they have a 6 now. This is working for me. I bought these. Um, she's when did I buy these? I bought these in December, just started using them. I use them at the gym for cardio stuff too a lot of times. It's a great shoe, great shoe for on the trail, good compacted, hard, especially hard, not too rocky trails. They're well-traveled, but just hard and compacted, and it's going to be hard on your feet. Um, if you're ever on a trail that has a lot of road walks, I'd say this would probably be a great shoe for you too. It really it's, it's the shoe that works for you. Um, I have a Merrill Moab boot that I use for the winter, um, for snowshoeing and other things like that. And it, it depends on the terrain and depends on your shoe type, your foot type. Um, I know a lot of plus size hikers like myself prefer boots. I don't. I prefer trail runners during the three seasons of, of hiking, not during winter. I prefer boots in the winter just for you know warmth reasons. Um, they prefer a boot because it gives you more ankle support and more support on your feet. I don't because I have sciatica issues from being rear-ended several times <laughs> in different car accidents and uh, a spinal injury when I was a child. So that was my neck cracking as I talk about it. <laughs> um, and with the heavier shoe, after a few miles, I tend to get a lot of sciatica issues. So I switched to a trail runner, which just works better for me. So it's really what works for you. And gear is so personal. You just got to do what works for you. And it's sometimes it's easy to jump on the trends and the trends might work for you. Maybe it's popular because it really is the best option for almost everyone, but it might not be the best option for you. You never know. So that's that. Next question, what is the process for selecting music for the podcast? Great selection. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, the, the process is really just listening to a lot of music. As a creator who does video freelancing work, um, I have subscriptions to Epidemic Sound and Musicbed. All the music you hear on here, music, is from Musicbed. And um, inspired by Eleanor Osborne. Thank you, Elena, for... Well, some people say I stole her music. It's not her music. I bought the license. And funny story in the intro song you hear in in this particular this particular show. There's the intro song where I say, "My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to the Hiker Podcast." Um, that song is what was in Elena Osborne's um, documentary on her Pacific Crest Trail through hike. Absolutely. I was looking for a good intro song and I was looking and I was looking and I was looking and I was looking and that one actually came up searching for folksy outdoors. It came up and then I'm like, okay, I'll put this off to the side and I just couldn't find anything else that just fit. And it just fit. And it's literally hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of just listening to music 
and just figuring out what works for me. That, that's what it is. I, I wish I had some other magic, you know, formula for picking out music. It's just listening to so much music. I'm going to be adding a different song, a third song to the mix um, in season three. I still don't know what it is. If you like the music, I'm going to put a link to this in the description of the episode. Um, I have a playlist called Still Wandering Songs for the Trail. I will put in the, I'll put in my Instagram linked, um, link tree, and I'll also put in the description of this episode. Um, a lot of great songs on there, including all the songs you're going to hear in this episode. Um, and we got some, you know, Gregory Allen Isaacoff, you got Mandolin Oranges, uh, Joy Williams, some great folksy stuff that, that I'm into. Um, Rue Payne's that I love and, uh, maybe, maybe you'll love too. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know what you're into. What are you into? Um, there's the, you know, the still wandering song. Everybody loves, loves the song. I, I play a lot. I'm on my phone right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot of great stuff on there. I'd encourage you to check out everything you hear on here will be on that playlist. Um, so that's, that's my, that's my process really. It's not too crazy. It's not too, um, yeah, it is what it is. So check that out. Next question. Do you think hiking helps bring clarity in life and how little we need to be truly happy? Yes. Yes, absolutely. It puts for me and for a lot of people I know, hiking puts Hiking, backpacking, through hiking, climbing, rafting, whatever it is, it puts things in perspective. How much do I really need? How much can I really survive with? What is really important? It's done that for me. Without question. No doubt. So, yeah. Next question. Who's your favorite superhero? Oh. It has to be Captain America. Because here's a guy who's, you know, this star spangled man with a plan, but he questions everything. And he's just, he doesn't, he's not big on, you know, America. He's big on doing the right thing. And so Captain America, thank you for the question. Appreciate that. Would you rather forget toilet paper or hand sanitizer on a resupply run? Um, well, I don't use toilet paper on the trail anymore because I now use a trail bidet. Funny story from my backpacking trip. So I was really, really hoping it was a one night or two days that I would not have to dig a cat hole for the trip. I knew at the end of the trail, there was a snow park where there would be a pit toilet the second day. So I was like, if I can make it, I go right before we leave and I can make it all the way through knowing that I was eating mountain house meals and bars and all kinds of sodium ridden stuff that maybe I won't have to dig a cat hole. I've had to do it for day, long day hikes. I've had to do it. Um, so I was just, I didn't, I didn't, I just didn't feel like, didn't feel like packing out dirty toilet paper. And so we wake up after camp at the Brown mountain shelter we eat breakfast, and lo and behold, nature calls. And I'm like, well, maybe we hurry up and pack and get out here. And I'm like, nope, I'm not going to make it. 
So I get my, uh, my toilet kit. A lot of people call it a poop kit, get it out. And in there, I forgot that I had gotten a little, was given from Gossamer, um, was not Gossamer gear. Um, where did I get that from? I, someone had given me, one of the companies had given me a trail bidet and I put it in the poop kit with the toilet paper bag, my, um, deuce of spades trowel. And I was like, you know what? Had plenty of water. We had the pump there. We had, we had pumped plenty of water. We were going to pack out with us. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a whirl. If I don't like it, I got the toilet paper right here. I haven't lost anything. And um, I'm just going to tell you, once you go up a day, you ain't never going back. It worked for me. And so um, I know it sounds weird, but. After I did that, I'm like, I need to get bidets installed in my toilets in my home because that, it, it's much, much more refreshing and sanitary and clean. And then you're not having to worry about packing out toilet paper. That's not to say I'm not going to pack a little bit of toilet paper with me. Um, that's my phone telling me it's going to be hot tomorrow. hundred degrees. Ugh, Southern Oregon. So hot smoke fires. Yes. Anyways, um, it doesn't mean I'm not going to pack a little bit of toilet paper, especially when I'm hiking with kids. They, I'm not going to try to make my kids use a trail bidet, but for me. Uh, for me personally in this question, uh, I would rather for, forget the toilet paper because I'm using a trail bidet and I, I, I like it a lot. It really worked for me. So anyways, uh, yeah, that's the, that's that on that. Uh, what's your next big adventure? The next question is, so I'm doing a few more sections of the Pacific Crest trail. Obviously the Tahoe Rim trail through hike is canceled this year. Uh, the big, my big goal Besides some more backpacking trips, uh, the big goal for me really is to summit Mount McLaughlin, which is the, the, the highest mount between here, uh, or sorry, between here, <laughs> between Mount Shasta and Mount Jefferson, um, in California and Oregon. It's about nine, what is it? I think it's 9,400 feet. It's 4,000 feet of elevation gain, 12 miles round trip. It, it's a beast. It's a beast. Um, I'm getting a group together and I'm going to do it. The mountain's been mocking me. The snow has melted completely. Unfortunately, uh, what's going to really kind of dictate how that goes is what the smoke situation looks like, but that's my big goal for the summer. I'm going to do a lot of day hiking. Um, this weekend and or next I'm doing some trail magic and, um, going to do a few more backpacking trips. I'm likely 99% sure I'll be at PCT days. I was going to get a booth, but decided against it this year, maybe next year, just because I wanted, I wouldn't be able to stay the whole time. So I only got, I would decide not to, and I would just camp and hang out for the day. So yeah, that's the big goal for this summer. Um, really enjoy the day, the, the day hiking, a few more backpacking trips and, and summoning Mount McLaughlin. So um, we've got some training I need to do before Mount McLaughlin. I need to get up to uh, Wagner Butte again, a few other big day hikes and a few other backpacking trips to kind of get my trail legs ready. So that's the next big adventure for me. Uh, next question. Besides the Tahoe Rim Trail, what other trails are you on your checklist? Anything besides the big three? Um, Wonderland Trail, Timberline Trail, obviously the Tahoe Rim Trail. Um, Oregon Coast Trail is one I'd like to do. I know it's tough, but uh, I was on the Oregon Coast for a while, so it's kind of I'm kind of a little, a little partial to it. A little, little bit, a little bit. Um, big one I would like to see happen is there is, in Southern Oregon, you have the Rogue River Trail, which doesn't go all the way to the coast and doesn't encompass the entire Rogue River. Then you have this thing called the Upper Rogue River Trail, which starts and stops in the upper part of the Rogue River. 
I'd like to see a hike from west, east, be west, west, east, from somewhere near where the Rogue River starts, near Crater Lake, all the way to the coast. And that's not, I love to see that whole thing hiked. I love the Rogue River. I love to see that trail developed. There's a lot of places where it says Rogue River Trail and it starts and then stops. It's, it's, it's kind of a mess. I want to figure out what happened there. And I would love to be able to hike from Crater Lake along the Rogue River all the way to Gold Beach. That's a huge goal of mine. And this time I'll make that trail happen, connect the upper Rogue River with the Rogue River Trail. And it just, I think that'd be absolutely amazing. So that's me. That's me. Uh, what's the favorite trail that I have hiked? The Pacific Crest Trail. I haven't hiked the whole thing, obviously, but Pacific Crest Trail. Um, I love, I, I day hike it. I backpack it. It's just an amazing trail. It's well-maintained. It's beautiful. Has, I mean, I, I just love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, on top of that would be the Rogue River Trail. I love the Rogue River Trail. Not a question, but I wanted to let you know that you should be really proud of the Hiker Podcast from Hike Oregon. Oh, thank you, Francesca. You're awesome. If you're not following Hike Oregon, do it now, even if you're not in Oregon. So, yes, 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 yes. And... Um, I believe that's all the questions I have time for. I'm already at 40 minutes. What the heck? Oh, um, I get a lot of questions, um, about, I have, I have a lot of questions here about plus size gear. I've talked a lot about plus size gear. A few people I'd encourage you to follow. Unlikely hikers, Jenny Brusso, Ash Manning, um, the, the definitely people I would encourage you to follow if you're looking for plus size gear and options. And they have links, especially unlikely hikers to other hikers and organizations and companies that make the gear. I will say this time and time again, clothing wise, Columbia, they're amazing. Um, trekking poles. If you're a plus size hiker, could knock outdoors. I'm serious. Carbon fiber cork trekking poles. They, uh, they, I've tried to break them. They, um, they hold up and ultimately with gear, I get a lot of gear questions now. Um, use the gear that works for you. Use what, use what works best for you. Find what works for you. There is gear that some people find, oh, that's cheap. That's whatever. But it, it, it just cause it's not as expensive as the 400, $500 option doesn't mean it's bad. Now there is cheap gear as in poorly made gear. Absolutely, but just because a, a piece of equipment or gear or, or tent is less expensive doesn't necessarily make it worse. Um, so get what works for you. Um, well, I get a lot of questions about how can I find a hiking group in my area? Just go on Facebook, start looking. Um, I started one in Southern Oregon called Hikes on Oregon. I got like 800 people in there now. It's getting kind of big. We're going to start some group hikes here pretty soon. With the pandemic winding down. Get involved in the local community. There's all kinds of, in Southern Oregon, there's all kinds of different hiking groups and organizations and associations for the different trail systems. You have the, the Prescott Park Trail System. You have the Ashland Woodland Trail System. You have the Jacksonville Woodland Trail System and all these different associations with boards um, that do things. And so get involved with your local local um, hiking community in that way. So 
Um, land acknowledgements. I have a lot of questions about land acknowledgements. How do I find out where I'm where where I'm hiking? Um, the Gaia app. If you have the paid version of the Gaia app, um, use that. And you, there's a there's a function on there which I actually, if you go to my Instagram, I have a link to it, and you can um, check that link out, and it shows you how to use that particular function to find out whose land you're hiking on. Not only should we be giving acknowledgement of whose land we're hiking on, also find ways to get back to organizations that help um, indigenous and indigenous tribes and other organizations that, that help to give back to the, the tribes and the, and, and the people that we places we're hiking on. And uh, it's, it's super, super, I'm super passionate about that because it, you've got to understand the, the history of, of these lands that we're hiking on and give them the due respect that they d- deserve and realize that this place is, um, yeah, it, it, it was theirs first. They were there first and we have to acknowledge that and we have to. So that's why I do a lot of land acknowledgements um, myself and on my Instagram when I post where I'm hiking. Also find different ways to give back, leave no trace, or leave no trace. Um, great organization to give to, to help with um, giving back to the land you're hiking on, the public lands. Um, there is a phone number. I'm going to shout this out really quick. Um, for, I'm going to test it out real quick. If you just put in a zip code or city, you can find out whose land you're hiking on. And uh, the phone number is one 917 And you text where you've been or where you are. And what they'll do is they'll, they'll let you know that you are hiking on such and such a land. So like right now, I'm going to text that number and I'm going to put in Ashland, Oregon. And it'll let me know that I am currently hiking on such and such a land. So it's a great, it's a, it's a, it's a great process. It's a great, oh, it says Ashland, Oregon. You are in Ashland, Oregon. You are on Cow Creek, Umqua and Talcumon land. And it gives you a little link to tell you about it. It's a, it's a, it's a great way to find out quickly whose land you're hiking on. Um, I use it all the time, but also the Gaia app uses the same maps and you can find out specifically all the information you want for, for land acknowledgements there as well. Um, with that guys, thank you for being so cool to me and for being so awesome. And I appreciate you all more than you will ever know. So guys, it's been a year since it started and, uh, I'm looking forward to next season episode one, season three of the hiker podcast will drop on July 27th. Stay tuned for that big guest on the first episode of the season. Super excited about it. I'm interviewing her on Tuesday of this week. So look for that. Follow me on all the various social media networks, Andy films and hikes. When I say very social media networks, I mean, Instagram. What else is there for hikers? TikTok, <laughs> Twitter, and not on either of those, uh, but yeah, Andy films and hikes. You can also go to hikerpodcast.com for all the various different um, ways to connect with the show, all the different ways to listen. If you like this show, you can leave a Apple podcast review on Apple podcast, five stars, leave a little comment. Let us know what you like about the show. 
And uh, yeah, Patreon, all the links are in the description of this episode. So guys, with that said, thank you. I am blown away by all your kindness. Um, you can connect with me, email Andy at hikerpodcast.com. And uh, you've been listening to the season two finale, the one year anniversary, the one year anniversary episode of the Hiker Podcast. And if this is being lost, then may I never be found. I'm still-